Welcome to a Durban Christian Centre South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus, and help build your relationship with our Lord Jesus. With you, we agree that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Here is Dr. Johnny Krobler with the Word from God just for you. Hallelujah, Lord. We glorify you. Thank you this morning for your presence and your glory and your mighty anointing on us as we standing in your presence, Father, in every home, every person. Thank you for touching us with your glory today. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, Durban Christian Center, saints of the Most High God. Bless you today. And um, I've got a good word for you today. And I've entitled my message today, Ascension Authority. Hallelujah. So after 40 days after Jesus' resurrection, you must remember it's the resurrected Christ led his disciples to Mount Olivet. And he ascended from there. And so let's read out of the book of Luke chapter 24. And we're going to read verse 15. And Jesus led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Jesus had spoiled the grave. He showed his power over all things on the earth. He didn't make a rapid transition from the grave to heaven. But he tarried for another 40 days on this earth. And so he was claiming his power, his authority uh, on earth itself. His right to be on earth. Because he was here for another 40 days. So he had shown his power under the earth. He showed his power on the earth. And then he ascended through the air. Hallelujah. Which shows that he had dealt with the prince of the power of the air. And he had dominion in the heavens. And finally he ascended and he entered the heaven of heavens glory to god and there he claimed sovereignty he claimed supreme authority so that from the lowest depths to the extremest of heights he might take possession of his vast domain hallelujah transversing his domain from the lowest to the highest, the king of glory. From end to end, he is master and he is Lord. Now, the Bible speaks to us in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read that. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 9. Now, this he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lowest parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. 
glory to our ascended Christ this morning. Jesus' ascension proves beyond all doubt that he is the way to the Father. For those who believe in his name, hallelujah, he is the way, he is the truth, and Jesus is the life. Glory to God. His ascension could not be accomplished by anyone else. Nobody else could do this. No one else was ever found worthy to unlock the seals, to break this judgment seals that was against humanity and held us captive, to break the seals that prevented salvation, to break the seals that stopped us from gaining access to the heavens. When John was on the Isle of Patmos, he had that revelation and he was caught up and he saw these seals. And he saw the terrible powers of these seals. He saw the, the lost state of humanity should these seals not be broken by somebody else. And he could see that there's impossible odds of anybody strong enough. Who will arise? Who will ascend? Nobody was found worthy to open the seals. The impossible odds of anyone mighty enough worthy to break the seals, broke on uh, John and he started weeping. Let's read that in the book of Revelation chapter 5 and from verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and back, sealed with seven seals. And then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. Verse 4, so I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, <laughs> the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Glory to God. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And then he came and he took the scroll, glory to God. He took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Glory to God. Jesus is worthy to take the scrolls. Jesus is worthy to break the seals. He is worthy to ascend. He has achieved this honor. He has gained this victory. He has obtained this power and authority because he descended and successfully dealt with our enemy. He broke his hold on humanity. 
He destroyed the chains. He destroyed the bondages of the evil one in the name of Jesus. Every chain, every bondage in the name of Jesus that's holding you. It's destroyed today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. He destroyed the chains of the evil one. And he gained an eternal deliverance for us by breaking the seal. I want you to know, dearly beloved, he has obtained an eternal deliverance for us. He's not going to attain it. He didn't just attain the right of a deliverance. Hallelujah. And you must still fight for it. No, he has obtained it. And his blood has washed us. And his blood has delivered us. And he is ascended glory to God. And he holds the keys of death, hell, and of the grave. Glory, 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 glory. So even now, this morning, at this moment, the anointing of deliverance is upon you, upon your household, upon your sons, upon your daughters, upon everything you have. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. He obtained an eternal deliverance for us. Glory to God. Now, Jesus, after his resurrection, tarried for another 40 days before he ascended. And there must be a very divine significance in the fact that it's 40 days that he tarried. We know he bore 40 stripes. We know that he fasted 40 days, 40 days in the wilderness. We know that uh, he revealed himself in triumph, hallelujah, after his resurrection. And he was here for another 40 days. And I know that 40 speaks of a generation. Hallelujah. And we are a people who were not a generation of new believers. Hallelujah. We're not bond. We're not free. We're not Jew. We're not Gentile. We're a brand new race. Glory to God. We're a new generation. The generation of the righteous. Glory to God. But I tell you what. Whatever the 40 days, the significance of the 40 days, we know that uh, God used it and God uh, determined that it was a sufficient period to satisfy God's divine reason for keeping him here for 40 days and to make his resurrection absolutely clear. Remember, God had done all this and he wanted to ensure that all men know that he is risen from the dead. Glory to God. It was a long enough time to satisfy every lingering doubt. It was a long enough time to undo the lies of the, the Jewish priests who then said, no, uh, they paid the soldiers to lie and say, no, he didn't rise. It was a long enough time to, to show that not to be the truth. It was a long enough time to convince Thomas. It was a long enough time for him to appear with the disciples in the upper room. Hallelujah. And in this time, he thoroughly assured them. He assured his disciples, the 500 people from every walk of life. He assured the believers. He showed them his hands. He showed them his side. He, he said, handle me. The two disciples on the road to, the, to Emmaus, he appeared to them. Peter by the sea and he made fish and he said, Peter, come here. Forty days 
I know was sufficient for him to prove that he had really risen in the flesh. Glory to God. And now the 40 days had been completed. But in that 40 days, he did something else as well. And uh, this, this just makes me shout glory to God. We, we know that he also opened their understanding to receive revelation from Scripture. Before his crucifixion, before his death and resurrection, he said to his disciples, I have many more things to tell you, but you are not able to bear it. But now, after his, after his death, after his resurrection, in that 40 days, he appears. In Luke 24, verse 44, we read this. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. Referring to the time before his resurrection. And he says that all things may be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45. Now this is after his resurrection. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Glory to God. He opened their understanding. They came into a divine revelation. They came into a deeper understanding. They came into a place of perceiving the things that are eternal, the things that are glorious, the things that are of God, the things that they couldn't in the carnal. But now they could understand that. Glory to God. And that anointing is on you and I. The Bible says the Holy Spirit quickens us, reveals things to us. Hallelujah. Brings to mind the things that God has prepared. Reveals scripture to us. He opened our understanding. And now we have the mind of Christ. We have the knowledge of His will. We have the revelation of His Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah for what He accomplished. Now, I can just imagine the ascension scene. I don't know if you have ever tried to imagine the ascension scene. I know that when Jesus went up the mountain with Peter, James, and John, He was transfigured before them. He became radiant. And they couldn't so much as look on him. He was transfigured. And I wonder if that's what happened on that mountain. He leads them onto Mount Olivet. The Bible says a Sabbath day's journey from Jerusalem. Right there above Bethany. They're looking down on Bethany, a hometown. A place where Jesus called home often. They're near Bethany. They're on the mountain. They can see Jerusalem. And they are there together. And Jesus, before them, hallelujah, he blesses them. And I can just imagine the disciples gathered looking at Jesus. And there before them, he had risen from the dead. And there before them, he starts ascending to the heavens. Hallelujah. And I think maybe, I think of Elijah, how Elisha followed him and the next moment a chariot came, a fiery chariot of horses and, and caught Elijah up and carried him into the heavens. Glory to God. But here's Jesus and he gives them his last instructions. He, he speaks to his beloved. He, he imparts to them authority and power. 
He gives them the commission. And then Jesus ascends before them. And unlike Elijah, he doesn't need horses and chariots. He doesn't need angels to carry him. Because the master needs no help. I'm sure the angels would have liked to be part of that. They helped when he was born. They helped, they fed him after 40 days in the desert. They ministered to him. And here's Jesus. And he shows and he proves his deity. Hallelujah. He rises to the heavens by his own will, departing this, this world by his will. All the powers and the laws are under his domain. He breaks the law of gravity. He suspends the law of matter. He rises as master and Lord of all till as they look, he is taken up in the clouds and they see him no more. I wonder what happened as he went past those clouds. I've heard Pastor Fred often preach on this part. And it's found in the book of Psalms, chapter 24, verse 7. As he ascended past the clouds and entered the heavens, a shout was heard, Lift up your heads, O you gates. Psalm 24, verse 7. And be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. <laughs> Who is this King of glory is the question. And the answer comes, the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. This is the one. He had conquered. He has authority and dominion. Who must we let in? Let the Lord in. Receive him, O heavens. He is the king. He is even the king of this domain. Receive him as Lord. Receive him as king. Receive him, O heavens, as your ruler as well. As possessor to whom all things belong. To whom we all belong. To whom everybody, every angel, every power, seraphim, cherubim, uh, all living creatures, everybody must bow before him. Because he is worthy. He is the possessor. He is the one that accomplished and totally satisfied the divine will. And has reconciled all things in himself. Glory to God. God uniting all titles, all thrones, all domains, all powers, all crowns under him and has consolidated every name, every power, every authority under him. And now he is the one name to which every knee must bow, to which every tongue must confess of those in heaven and those on the earth. And those under the earth, glory to God, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He united the titles, I think, today of the heavyweight boxing champions who will be the heavyweight boxing of the IBF. And there's somebody that's the heavyweight boxing, boxing champion of, of, a, of another uh, of another. Uh, domain, whatever it is, I can't think of others, but he then comes a champion when the champions and the champions all meet until there's one champion that unites all the titles under one name, and he is master, and he is Lord, and he's forever enthroned, and he is God. Hallelujah. 
Oh, glory. Come on, just take a glory break and lift your hands and praise Him and honor Him today. Hallelujah. Because there's no name that is not under Him. There's nothing that is beyond His dominion and authority. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to Jesus, the Ascended One. Hallelujah. And... Then finally, saints, I want to focus your attention this morning on Jesus' last posture when he ascended. The last posture. Luke 24 verse 50 says, And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. As he ascends, he lifts his hands and he starts blessing them. And as he blesses them, he ascends. And as he's ascending, he is still blessing them. Hallelujah. And he blesses you today. Glory to God. This is a priestly gesture. The priest blesses. He is our heavenly high priest. And he's blessing. He is our eternal high priest. And this reminds me of the priestly blessing that God said in Numbers chapter 6. That is to be spoken by the priests. Numbers chapter 6 and verse 23. This is the way that you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them. Come on, lift your hands and just say to, to the saints. Say to your family. This is the way. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance and give you peace and give you joy. The Lord be gracious to you. Hallelujah. That means to look upon you with tender mercies and loving kindness and grace and compassion and favor and love and blessing. And this is the way he is looking at you today, our dearly beloved. He's beloved and he is still blessing you. He ever lives to make intercession. He ever lives and even now this morning, he is blessing you. Today, receive the priestly blessing in your home. Today, let that which is in heaven, the priestly blessing, be manifest in your home, on your family. Hallelujah. He speaks a heavenly blessing over you right now. Receive his favor. Receive his miracle power. Receive his dominion and his anointing and his power. He has broken the seals. He has destroyed the powers of darkness. And he has set you free. And he has made a way for you and I to be in the presence of a heavenly God with joy. Hallelujah. And he is your sufficiency today. Glory to God. So saints, this day, let your home, let your family, let everything you have be enveloped. And come under the authority of the King of Glory as He releases on your hand and on your life today a priestly blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Saints, let's look at the book of 
Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, Jesus said these things, Give and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put in your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Our heavenly priest is saying to you today, give and it shall be given. In the name of Jesus, he has pronounced a reward on your giving. He has pronounced as your heavenly priest a return on your giving. And he says it shall be pressed down, shaken together and running over. So today with the heavenly priest, I pronounce the blessing on your offering. In Jesus' name, it shall come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. God bless you as you bring your offering in Jesus' name. We trust that you were blessed by today's podcast and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you seek after him, you shall surely find him. If you would like more information about Durban Christian Centre South and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit our website www.durbanchristiancentre.co.za.